Yes, sir. It's your boy, Jelani Reed, and welcome into the latest edition of Read Between the Lines. That is RBTL. Be sure to follow at the RBTL show on Instagram for updates on the show episodes and more takes that I have. So if you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, I have some news for you. Okay, I need you to head to YouTube. Okay, head to YouTube, type in Read Between the Lines with Jelani Reed, and you will get to see me now. I am now on YouTube, so I feel like I'm a YouTuber now. So I must tell you guys to watch, like, and subscribe. Okay, subscribe to the channel, obviously. But why am I doing this? I'm doing this because you want to work on your portfolio for Ryerson Sport Media. That's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to get some reps in, obviously. Um, and you know what? Shout out to the boy, Skylar Gonzalez, who has his own show. All right, the Random Podcast. He was talking to me about going on YouTube. And I think that it's the right thing to do. Um, yes, you can have your own show, work on your radio, work on your, your podcast presence. But it's always good to have yourself on the screen so they know what you look like. So that is why I am here. But today's episode will be jam-packed. All right. I haven't done a show in a few weeks because of school, because of everything going on. I have a lot going on. So, But I have some NFL, have NBA, obviously NBA. Is, is the talk of every uh, sports channel right now and even NHL and we're going to go into um, something I have to discuss when it comes to the NCAA basketball um, situation uh, when it comes to contenders and the Blue Bloods not being present in the tournament this year. <clears throat> Duke and Kentucky. I'm talking So let's get right into it with the big one of today's episode. All right. So the big one is Dak Prescott. All right. I I have to talk about Dak Prescott. That's my quarterback. All right. So for those who don't know, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I'm the biggest Cowboys fan in Toronto. That's what I tell people. He signed a new deal. All right. His new deal, four years, $160 million. All right. And he's getting 75 in 2021 all right so this is much deserved this is much deserved this is something that us cowboys fans have been wanting for how long for two years dak came in with minimal expectations and he has exceeded all those and more Okay, Jerry Jones, he caves again. He should have done this two years ago. Why? Because this was a lot more expensive than it had to be. Let's be honest with ourselves. This could have been done in 2018. This could have been done, sorry, 2019. This could have been done last season. The verbiage, the language of the contract, Dak didn't agree with. The Cowboys wanted one thing. Dak wanted... Uh, Another thing, you know, Dak, you obviously wanted the five years. Cowboys didn't. But the thing is, is that Dak, like I said, he's exceeded all his expectations since coming in. He's a fourth round pick. Okay, fourth rounder from Mississippi State. 
He's not considered to be the best prospect when it comes to the quarterback position. And this guy comes in, wins the rookie of the year, takes us to the playoffs. Yes, slow start against Aaron Rodgers, but he battles Aaron Rodgers, goes right at him. We come back in that game, almost win the game. I'm not going to praise him for losing a playoff game, but I'm going to tell you that he showed something, an it factor, okay? Then you look at the fact that 2018, all right? 2017, he didn't have Zeke. Still played pretty well. We finished, I believe, 9-7 that year. Had Zeke not been suspended, playoff. Then you look at um, 2018, like I said, we go back to the playoffs. We win a playoff game, beating Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl champ. He beats... Russell Wilson at home, wild card round. Then you look at the fact that the Rams game, yes, we lost in the divisional, but he has been that guy. He's been a Pro Bowl. 2020, the start of the season. All right, he's coming off of a season 2019 that was just on and off, off and on when it comes to inconsistencies. You look at 2020, and this guy is going crazy with his numbers look at his numbers he was on pace to have historic marks also due to the fact that we couldn't score in the first half we're playing from behind so we're passing every single down but Dak showed a lot of growth a lot of improvement uh, last season before getting hurt so you know what with that being said he's done more okay he's done more than we thought you look at Tony Romo who I love okay he's the first Cowboys QB I grew up with, truly. But you look at both of them. Dak has done more. Okay? Romo, Bledsoe, uh, Testaverde, um, Quincy Carter. These guys could not do what Dak has done so far. And that's why you give him the deal. But now, you're looking at it and you, you might ask yourself this question is he a top 10 quarterback is he top 12 i think he's more so top 12 ish like within the 10 12 area you give him this large deal the expectations grow the expectations grow you must not only win one playoff game but within the next four years we're expecting at least two playoff wins at least a conference championship appearance it's been since 1995. Okay? Super Bowl, of course. That's what we want. Is it is it something that we could reach? I don't know because you look at you're looking at a team that is paying a lot of their top guys are taking a lot of the cap. What can Jerry and the Joneses do to surround Dak? That's what we need to do now. We need to now focus. Now that this is gone, we need to focus on defense. Defense, defense, defense. I can't stress this enough because we saw without Dak Prescott, we were terrible. The defense was terrible. I think we'll be better with Dan Quinn, but you're looking at the fact that the defense was just historically bad. And also, you need to look at the fact that We need to start scoring points in the first half, right? But for Dak Prescott, for his sake, he might need some more help on the O-line as well. If you're the Joneses, you need to look at the O-line and say to yourself, 
we're getting older in, the, in these areas, all right? A lot of injuries, a lot of issues. You need to get stronger in terms of either depth or in terms of younger talent because Smith, Tyron Smith, he's getting older. Collins remains hurt all the time. Zach Martin, he's a mainstay, but he's he's getting older as well. We already lost Frederick. He already He's already gone. He's out of the league. He retired. So you might need to look at that area. But let's say the Cowboys manage to surround Dak with the parts he needs and wants. This is a team that can do things. Look at their division. The NFC East is nothing. Let's be honest with ourselves. The Giants were not sold on Daniel Jones. When you look at their team, they really have Saquon Barkley and not much else. You're looking at the Eagles. That situation with Wentz is done, but Jalen Hurts, we still, like the jury is still out on that. Washington, okay? Washington doesn't have as many issues as the Eagles have, but you're looking at the fact that they don't have a good quarterback situation. They have a good defense. But they don't have a good quarterback situation. So you can realistically look at the Cowboys and say to your say to yourself, they could win the NFC East next season if things go like they should. The Cowboys, let's let's face it, alright? This is no bias because I'm a fan. They are the most talented team in the division. But For the next four years, in order to battle teams that are contending in the NFC, you need to surround Dak Prescott right now. You need to surround him with the appropriate parts, okay? They cut a bit of salaries off of guys like, you know, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin to free cap room. You need to do what you have to do in free agency to get yourselves better um, depth in the secondary, pass rush, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Alright? Everything is lined up for him offensively. Wide receivers there. Zeke, I don't know. Zeke, he's getting a bit, you know, beat up. Because all of the the carries he's had since he's gotten in the league. So, can we rely on Zeke moving forward? I believe so. But how long? Because we know running back life in the NFL is not long. Okay, a running back's life is not long in the NFL, so how much can we rely on Zeke moving forward? You're looking at the wide receiver room, that's fine. The O-line is not the O-line that we're accustomed to. So that's why I'm talking about Panay Sewell. You're looking at probably uh, from Northwestern, um, Rashawn Slater. Okay, these are guys that you might have to consider. Right, but... All I'm saying is now the expectations grow for Dak Prescott. You get a deal. You wanted this deal. You've exceeded our expectations. So now we have new expectations for you, Dak Prescott. You're supposed to be growing. I I expect him to grow, his game to grow a lot. But it's up to you now. You're the leader. You are the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. So the expectations will be there. But now we're gonna go to the um, to the daily countdown. All right, so the daily countdown is where 
I just go off on some news if, if you're watching it uh, again be sure to like and subscribe so NBA have to talk about NBA uh, we just had the all-star break uh, but we're back now also the all-star game it's just it's not like what we had last year you know with Kobe and everything and everyone trying during the game it was just not watchable all right but let's go to Philadelphia because Embiid Joel Embiid is the MVP right now but he got hurt okay hyper extended his knee against the Wizards um, he'll be out two to three weeks all right with a left bone bruise okay this this could have been bad this could have been really bad um, he avoided further damage to the knee so that's that's a good sign all right out two to three weeks I think that you you expect um, him to remain in the MVP race just because he's out for a while doesn't mean he'll he'll be done um, but let's see how the Sixers do without him during that time and also in LA remember we have Anthony Davis he's out okay he's he's still out he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks so that's where I segue to LaMarcus Aldridge okay Aldridge obviously the former Blazer and then turned Spur he has now mutually agreed with the Spurs to part ways okay so now that he is not going to be a Spur you will expect a lot of these contenders to eye him right now. If I'm a contender, if I'm the Celtics, Danny Ainge, pick up the phone. The Heat, why not? You know, test the waters, see how this might work. The Lakers, okay, that's why I brought up AD, the Lakers. I think those teams, the Nets, I don't think that would, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the Nets are more focused on drumming. But if you're the Lakers and you see that you still don't have your Anthony Davis in the middle of the floor and you're in the market, the deadline soon. Is it Drummond? Is it McGee? JaVale McGee? Because there are rumors surfacing that they might want McGee um, in a, in a trade um, of some sort or Aldridge. Because I think Aldridge could actually contribute to uh, a championship team still. Uh, I know he's older. I know he's older. But he, he's still somebody who could make his presence felt on the floor. So if you're the Lakers right now, you need to um, you need to pick up the phone and make the deal. Make the call. Um, but the other thing is, is that I don't think the Spurs are trying to trade Aldridge to help the Lakers. So... That, that's another element. But one team I think should really, really honestly take a look is uh, is Boston. I think that Boston's situation with their bigs has not been the cleanest this season. So I think that they should take a look. Uh, more news from Brian Windhorst. Uh, Victor Oladipo, he's available for cheap right now. And P.J. Tucker, obviously, he's been in Houston for quite some time. He does not want to be there anymore. And I don't blame him. They've lost what? They've lost like 14 straight games. They're, they're just, they're losing their way. He wants to go to a contender. And I think that he, he's another guy that can contribute to a contender right now. So you got to pick up the phone and call there. You got John Collins in, in Atlanta. There's a lot of trade rumors going on there. The Timberwolves are interested. All right. He's a name to watch right now at the deadline. Okay. The Knicks are going to be buyers. I'm, I'm, reading um, some of the reports 
the Knicks are going to be buyers. Um, the Knicks are obviously one of the surprising teams this year. The way they've been playing has been very, very positive. Um, you know, and, and a lot of the Knicks nation is feeling good right now. All right. What if they make another move and get somebody valuable? Um, I'd say get get yourselves a veteran who can contribute. Um, but every, every everyone except for um, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle will be available. So um, the Knicks are buyers. And lastly, for NBA news, Kyle Lowry, my guy, Kyle Lowry. Okay, he. I think that this has been the topic, like the topic, when it comes to the trade deadline. Are we trading Kyle? Are we not? I don't think that we should. Okay. I think that you try to see what you have here with this team, this roster. Can they do something in the playoffs? The Raptors started slow, played better as of late. Um, You know, Philadelphia 76ers, they're obviously a team that wants him. And that could take them over the top. You're looking at the Clippers. Another team, if Lowry goes there, could take them over the top. But... I think if you're the Raptors, if there's not a deal in place that will, you know, wow you, you don't do it. You don't do it. And Lowry himself, he said he wants to retire a Raptor, which is good. Um, and also, Lowry, he's expressed that he wants the Raptors to try to get themselves another guy, another piece. Right? And I think that the Raptors should be pretty active at the at the deadline <clears throat> Aldridge you know so I think that um, I think that Kyle is staying that, that's just my personal opinion but let's move to football alright so NFL news we got Tom Brady the GOAT the greatest of all time he signs a one year extension with the Bucks. look he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers remember the Bucks are not a good franchise they're not a good franchise. I know they got a ring in, in 2002, but they're not a good franchise. He goes there, wins them a Super Bowl, helps them win a Super Bowl. Ladies and gentlemen, they're going to be better. They're going to be better than they were this year. They didn't have offseason. They didn't have all these training camps. All right? They didn't have time to really mesh. They were just throwing guys together. You know, along the way, on the fly, and it worked. He's going to be better. Like, this team's going to be better. So, don't be surprised if they're back in contention. I think they will be. All right. I will have to see what free agency and draft is saying. But as far as I'm concerned, don't be shocked if they're right back in the thick of things when it comes to Super Bowl contention next season. All right. Because you're looking at the fact. That, again, a lot of their big names were just thrown together. A lot of talent, when you just place it together, you need time for that to mesh. You need time for that to work. They didn't need that much time. So, I'm very, very um, excited to see what is in store for the Buccaneers this season. You know, will they be better? I think they will. And then, looking at... Uh, you know Brady's former team you got New England alright so New England Cam Newton Cam Newton um, you know he had a pretty good year 
at the start. And then it went downhill. He signs a one-year deal with uh, the Patriots. Uh, so he will be staying. But this might be a situation, I think, where Cam, he's going to be the bridge. Okay, he's, the, he's a bridge quarterback to whoever is coming up. All right. Who knows? Is that Mac Jones of the draft from Alabama? All right. Is that somebody else? Are they going to trade up the Patriots? Are they going to trade up and, and try to get somebody? Um, you know, I think Cam, a lot of people not Cam. And I don't know why. Because you're looking at the fact this guy, he's in Carolina. I know he won MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. All right. He was hurt. His, his, you know, the end of the Carolina tenure, he was hurt. A lot of people thought he dropped off in play just because he can't play. But you could honestly make the case that he just wasn't healthy. He couldn't throw the football because his shoulder is out, right? And then with all this, you go to New England, where Brady was for two decades running the league. Th- those are the biggest shoes to fill, and yet... A lot of people were shying away from it. A lot of people weren't sure, do I go to New England? You know, do I follow what Brady has left? Cam took that challenge. Let's face it, he played well at the start. All right. But then he got COVID. He got COVID. That might have messed up everything. His mental, his physical. And also, you need to look at the fact that this is a system that is foreign. I know that... Obviously, Belichick did things to help him out, um, but, you know, make him comfortable in the system. But it's a new system. All you know is one thing. And then you go to New England where this like this playbook is very complex. Okay, no. Like I said, no offseason, no training camp. So obviously, it's not going to be a smooth ride. It's not. And especially especially when you don't have weapons. Can you please tell me who he had to throw the ball to? Because these are not wide receiver ones, okay? So that's why you can't really knock Cam. You can't say Cam was the reason why. Cam was playing garbage uh, and it's only his fault. It was not, okay? If you're the Patriots, you need to do something in free agency. You need to look at Kenny Galladay. You need to look at Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Willie Sneed. All these guys that are on the market right now. You need to do something. Okay? Because, again, we might see the same thing. If you don't get weaponry for a quarterback, you're, you're going to see the same thing that we saw in New England. Nothing doing. Because his rating, his passer rating QBR, that all went down. After COVID, after, you know, everything happened with that. But it's also because he has no one to throw the ball to. So if you're if you're New England, you need to do something in free agency to make sure that he has something to work with, right? So that that's just me. I think I think Cam. I'm happy for him though because if if he didn't get this deal, I don't know where he'd be. Honestly, I don't know who would pick up the phone and want him. I think probably Washington because Ron Rivera and that connection, but. I'm not sold. Like, I, I don't know if, if they would think that's an upgrade from Alex Smith or Heineke or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he got this deal. He gets himself another year 
but I do expect him to just be the bridge quarterback for the future guy that they might get in the draft, might get via trade, Jimmy Garoppolo, or, you know, uh, something along those lines. But let's go to the ice. Let's go to the ice. NHL, ESPN, it is back. NHL and ESPN are going to be together once more through a seven-year broadcast deal okay seven-year deal the last time nhl was on espn you know and espn has a major a broadcaster of their games and of their you know streaming rights that was back in 2004 um their last game that they aired on espn was uh, i believe yeah the lightning and the bolts in 2004 um stanley cup so it's been a long time coming 17 years I think this is massive. This is a massive deal for the NHL, okay? Just the fact that Stephen A is talking about hockey. He doesn't know anything about hockey. He just knows the, the puck is black, which is true. But this is this is huge, okay? Let's, let's give you some of the details. So um, again, ABC slash ESPN, okay? They will have four of the next seven Stanley Cups, all right? So that goes through 2028. All right, they'll have four of those. They'll have one conference final each year. Then you're looking at 25 regular season games on ABC or ESPN nationally televised. And then you'll have ESPN Plus will stream more than a thousand games, which is still good because a lot of people obviously have ESPN Plus, not me. Not uh, sorry, I, I'm not paying for that. Um, and then ESPN Plus and Hulu will exclusively stream 75 national games so this is big um let's let's face it u.s media they don't care about hockey they don't care okay it is football it is baseball it is basketball and a lot of the times when you hear the, when you're hearing them talk they say the three major um sports leagues in north america there's four nhl right they just haven't cared for. They haven't had the ability to expand the game in America because their major network, ESPN, hasn't had them in a long time. And for, for this to happen, I think it, it will do a lot for the upcoming generation. They'll see hockey on their screen. And I'm talking about America, okay? They'll see hockey. They, they might get interested in the sport. All right. A lot of people down there, down south, they don't know the major stars in the league. This will help. Hopefully, with this broadcast deal, you'll see more of these NHL stars get more praise, get more, you know, time within commercials, get more deals with, you know, sponsors, all that stuff because you need to market your players. So the NHL, just because they're doing this deal doesn't mean anything, okay? It doesn't just mean, okay, we're on ESPN, good. good. I think that they shouldn't settle. They should also try to market, start marketing your players, especially since you're on ESPN now, okay? But this is big, this is big. Um, just to grow the game, um, get some knowledge. Uh, like for those who don't know the game at all uh, in America, this will allow them to see hockey because a lot of them just they just don't get the chance right they just don't get the chance so this is big for the nhl and and uh we'll see we'll see how this works 
Um, but I think I think it will be successful. I really do. And then, what what month is it? What month is it? All right, we're gonna move now to basketball. What month is it? It's March. What does that mean? It's March Madness. Okay, so March Madness selection Sunday is actually tomorrow, so I can't wait. Um, North Carolina, we lost in the semifinal of the ACC tournament to Florida State, who that's a team that's given us problems the past few years, um, I should say. But um, yeah, so we have March here. But one glaring uh, thing right now is the fact that Duke and Kentucky will not be in the tournament this year, in, in the uh, national tournament. First time since 76, I believe, okay? That is huge, that's huge. And also, another, another point is um, since 96, Duke and North Carolina, one of the two have played in the ACC championship game. Not happening this year. So we're seeing a lot of new bloods, okay? You know about the blue bloods, Dukes, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas of the world. Now, there's a lot of new flavor, a lot of new faces in the college game. Is this good or bad for the sport? I, I don't like Duke at all, okay? I'm a huge North Carolina fan. I hate Duke. And I don't like Kentucky either. But what I will say is I do think that fans want to see them in the tournament. It's just that simple. They want to see them in the tournament. Especially due to the fact that most of the, you know, most of the people that were watching in March, they don't necessarily follow the season throughout, right? They, they're casual fans. Uh, so when you're looking at teams like Duke and Kentucky not being there, I mean, does this affect ratings? Um, because a lot of people, again, they, they, they know about these big schools because these big stars used to go there, right? This year is not the case. We have other schools, mid-majors, being the talk of the town. There hasn't been a lot from the big schools. Like, we have Michigan this year, but, you know, outside of that, there's, there's just not that much. Um, of the you know the major schools that are talked about and I also point to the fact that this G League versus NCAA thing has played a role okay because recruiting is different now now that you could get money you're going to the G League I think that this also hurts the NCAA because look if I'm a player I get the chance to get some professional experience along with the fact that I get paid I'm going there I'm going there. Yes, still, still, guys dream about March Madness and whatnot, but I'm trying to go get some money. That's why some guys go abroad and go overseas, like LaMelo Ball, right? So the days of having Zion, Lonzo uh, at UCLA, um, you know, all these big name guys going to these big schools, I don't know how much... That's gonna happen anymore because of the G League aspect. You know, Amoni Bates, that might happen as well with him. He's supposed to go to, to state, Michigan State, but the G League is there. The G League factor is there. All right, we're gonna see a lot of the cream of the crop in classes choose not to play in the NCAA. Might affect product, might affect the fact that they, they don't have as much star power because Cade Cunningham 
let's face it, he's, he's going to be, I think he's going to be the number one pick, but there's not a lot of talk, right? If you had Jalen Green up in there and these type of guys, maybe there's more talk. Moving forward, we might see, again, the best of the best. They might not be in the NCAA. Hurting product, product, also recruiting classes might not have all these great, great players. They might have good players, but not these great players might affect product. So I do think that Duke and Kentucky not being there, it does allow some fans who don't like the schools or some fans who just want, you know, fresh blood, some new, some new teams in there in the mix. I think that makes them happy. But when you're looking overall, I think the NCAA, they, they obviously want Duke and Kentucky there. They do. And other schools that aren't doing as great this year, like my North Carolina Tar Heels, you want your Blue Bloods to be better. It's just that. So um, I, I do think that this will be interesting moving forward, just seeing how, you know, how these schools do. I think Duke and Kentucky, they'll be fine. They'll get their recruiting classes. But just looking at the, the G League thing, that's, that's where my focus really lies. Because if you're not getting those guys anymore, how are people going to view the NCAA? Because this year, not a lot of people have been following the NCAA basketball scene because of that. Because there's not that much star power. Because there's not a clear team that is just dominating everyone, right? So it's a, it's a different year. Um, it does provide intrigue because you don't know who's going to win. But also, you look at it and, you, and you're saying to yourself, man, I, I wonder how the NCAA is going to do. But now the baller alert and disappointment alert of the day. So the baller alert, the Suns. Okay, the Suns are currently second in the West. They have been really good this year. I wasn't seeing this. I did not expect this, let's be honest. But I did think that Monty Williams would be the coach of the year. That was my pick. And I think that he should because we're talking about the Suns. Haven't been relevant since my guy Steve Nash was on the team. All right, 2010, the last time they were in the playoffs. He just brings a new culture there in Phoenix. We saw what they did in the bubble, seeing what they're doing now. And also, you've got to give a lot of credit to All-Star uh, CP3, okay? Chris Paul, wherever he goes, whatever he touches, it, it improves. So you got you got to look at that. They have a good squad. Bridges, Aiton, you know, um, Crowder. I think that was a huge move. Obviously, Devin Booker, who should have been an All-Star selection, not as a replacement. I think he should have been there originally, but he's having a great year, all right? Putting up, what, 25, 4, and 3 right now. Um, this is a team that you got to watch, and I think they should make one more move, though. I think they make one more move by the deadline. Maybe you bring in a guy like P.J. Tucker, all right? I think, yeah, they need a veteran, all right? A veteran presence up in there. You bring in a P.J. Tucker, who was originally drafted by the Suns. Don't forget. So, because I'm looking at the Lakers, I'm looking at the Clippers, the Utah Jazz were going crazy this year. Denver, I think Denver will improve. Portland. I think that Phoenix can win a series in the playoffs. I do, I do think that. But how far can they go? What is their ceiling right now? Because I don't think they're a conference finals team. That's just me. And you can make the argument that they can lose in the first round depending on matchup. So... I think that the Suns, the jury is still out. I think they're a good team. I think that they'll make noise in the playoffs, but we will see. And then the disappointing alert. All right, so disappointing alert. My thoughts 
on stars joining super teams. I had this debate on Northside Talks the other day with the guys Manuel Crepin, Skylar Gonzalez, Moan Stanchu, and Darius James. He was on the show. I just think that you're you're watching ESPN. They're talking about Dame should go to New York. Dame here. I don't think this is good for the league that guys are always joining each other. I think you need a competitive balance, especially for small market fans. I don't know how they feel. I'm a Toronto Raptors fan, okay? It's a big market, but we're treated like a small market because we're Canadian, let's be honest. We don't get all these stars all the time. So, you know, I think that for some teams who just don't get stars at all, it sucks. When their best player is going to LA, their best player is going to New York, their best player is going to Miami, right? I think that it's it's interesting to watch all these Avengers teams form and play each other, but does that ruin the the quality of the competition within the NBA when you know that the Lakers and Nets are going to the finals every year? You know that's going to happen. There needs to be parity in this league. Guys jumping ship and joining each other all the time is not good for the league. It's not good for the product. So looking at that, I don't think that we should be upset when a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo stays in Milwaukee. I don't think that. I think that was great for the league because you have a superstar in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You have a guy like Damian Lillard in Portland, Oregon. But now everyone will be like, but Jelani, they're not going to win anything. It's not their fault that now all we fixate on is ring, our rings, and ring chasing. It's always going to be about championships, all right? It's always going to be about that. But it's just the fact that people only care about rings, all right? We're acting like Charles Barkley didn't matter because he didn't win. What? People forget John Stockton because he didn't have a ring. Allen Iverson, what? Just because you don't win a ring doesn't mean you're not a great player, right? Dame Lillard, is he going to win in Portland? I don't think so. And that sucks. I want him to win. But I'm someone who grew up with, you know, the Kobe's, the, the KG's, who wanted to go against each other, not join each other. So I'm someone who supports stars being in other markets and not wanting to always make Avengers teams. I think Avengers teams, these Avengers teams with Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, which you see in Brooklyn right now, I don't think this is good for the league. And a lot of guys like KD, they talk about, okay, I want to change narratives, and then you you form another super team. So that's just me on, on that on that matter. I, I think that it's it's going to hurt the league in some capacity not not fully but it will hurt the league but guys thank you so much for listening that is all i have for you today this is the first youtube um, episode i'm doing so thank you guys again for for tuning in and listening to me be sure to hit that red button okay hit that red button subscribe like comment if you want all right be appropriate and make sure to listen to the show on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. More to come on Read Between the Lines. That's all I have for you today. Stay safe. Thank you.